When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fletch, it's Cooper Johns and James Magnuson this afternoon. Welcome to our New Zealand listeners joining on SENZ. If you want to have your show throughout, you say throughout the show, text double eight double three or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Joel and Fletch SEN. If you missed the first hour, subscribe and listen to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast. You can get that through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, plenty of good content in the first hour, Cooper. Plenty more to come though because. We're going to talk some rugby league now. Uh, it has been a busy day for rugby league news, surprisingly. What are we, December? We're almost Christmas. You'd think it would be winding down. Big news in the rugby league world. Uh, firstly, Mark Nawonga Nitawase has signed with uh, the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, wow. That's a, that's a huge grab for uh, the Roosters because generally what you see from rugby, rugby league to rugby union converts are... Uh, you know, Lottie, Wendell, Marika, wingers are the easiest position to switch codes between because their role yep. generally stays the same. And I've seen this bloke play uh, on the World Cup just go on. I know they didn't go very well, but he's a seriously talented dude. How old would he be? Do we know that, Brooks? 23? 23? 24? 23, yeah. Similar age to you. Did you see him coming through in any school footy or anything? Not really. I used to play union at school. I went yeah. to union school, but um, I didn't see much of him. Um, but he, nonetheless, he is... Looks very, very good. He's been playing outstanding footy. And I think we were talking earlier, I think he's the first uh, covert from in 20 years that's actually left the Wallabies while playing for the Wallabies to come over to the league. You just, you kind of knew um, Nick Pilatus was getting pretty pissed off about this Swalee thing. And you just knew he was going to return serve in some form. Yeah. I, so it's I, an eye for an eye. I don't reckon it's done either. I reckon there's another, I reckon there's another couple... Uh, that are on the hit list of the NRL. Uh, Jordan Pattaya, he's at the Reds. He's a Wallabies player as well. He actually, when I was at Manly this year, came and did a couple of training sessions with us Yeah. in the centres and back row. Serious, he is a seriously talented dude as well. He could easily make the transition over. An eye for an eye will make rugby union blind. <laughs> they would be, st- be stinging from this. Oh, they'll be hurt. Good quote. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. It. Well done, mate. Who'd you steal that from? Clip it up, Brooksy. I didn't. I just. I just thought of it. I think that was. That was a Gandhi that said that. An eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. Oh. Um, so yeah, I've stolen that one from Gandhi, but you can <laughs> you can <laughs> you can use it if you want it, Brooksy. Um, other news: Kerb Catewell to depart the Broncos. Uh, he's been granted a release from his final year of his contract to join the Warriors. Uh, he's been signed on a three-year deal. 
he's played nine origins, 139 first grade games, and of course um, won a premiership with the Panthers before heading to the Broncos. A little surprising that it's immediately, but they did uh, splash a bit of cash on Brendan Piacora and um, who's the other back row there? Jordan Rickey. Jordan Rickey, yeah. So it's not I completely think, surprising. Yeah, it seems like it's it, this is off Kurt's own back, uh, how it seems to me. It's because it's a surprising one from the Warriors. Kurt's an outstanding player, uh, and he'll bring a lot to that squad, but I think the Warriors forward pack at the moment, they are flying. They've had Jackson Ford and they've had uh, Nia Cora out oh, yeah. there. Uh, and I know they're both doing an excellent job. I, I struggle to see uh, who sort of drops out of that team because they've just signed Jackson Ford long-term as well. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder what they're going to do, whether they put Nia Cora through the middle uh, and put Kurt out on that edge. I'm not sure, but... Um, well, even in the middle, you've got Tohu Harris, Fanua Blake, Mitch Barnett got moved into the middle because there wasn't room for him on the edge. Yeah, they've pretty they're, stacked. They're stacked in the forwards. I would have thought maybe there could have been more money to spend on another position, um, but mm. nonetheless, they know more than me. So, um, is is this the start of the Warriors finally having some some power in the player market? Because for a long time, it's been hard for them to attract players probably partly because of their location, but also partly because of results on the field. Yeah. Is this I, the start? I think after the la- the year that they just had, it's going to become a lot easier for them for the next five years to recruit players over there. With the form of Sean Johnson, uh, Charles Nickel Klockstad, Wade Egan, uh, yeah. and playing with Toe Harris. Now a lot of these guys are getting to that age where they're not the young guys anymore. They're really experienced first graders. So I think they're definitely going to be able to recruit young players. Uh, to come across. So, yeah, it's definitely... There's a lot more bargaining power and incentive to go over to New Zealand now. So it's been a busy off-season for the Warriors. They've added Capewell, Roger Tuavasa-Shek and Chanel Harris-Tavita to their squad. Uh, plus, they've re-signed Tohu Harris, Rocco Berry and Jackson Ford. So that that squad as a whole is starting to form up pretty nicely. Yeah, I think they're... If, if they weren't ma- uh, big premiership you know, favourites this year... Coming into next year, they're going to be huge. I just really hope for their sake, uh, Fanil Blake doesn't leave because there's a lot of rumours mm. saying he wants to he wants out, wants to come to Sydney. But I think if he hangs in there one more year, it's going to be really good for the growth of the game in New Zealand. Well, I hope he comes to the Bulldogs, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit selfish. I, the Warriors are one of those sides where everyone, nobody hates the Warriors. No, everyone wants to see the Warriors do well. Like, you you always grow up hating maybe a Sydney club or a Queensland club, but nobody hates the Warriors. So it would be great to see them go one step further this season. Uh, teammate of yours has signed on, uh, Hamoli Olakawatu. Uh, he's just secured an eight-year deal with Manly. Uh, the giant back rower has done a deal worth around $8 million Holy over eight years. <laughs> the big bickies. Thanks, Hamoli. No wonder they couldn't hang on to me. Thanks, Hamoli. Um, <laughs> uh, nah, he deserves it, Hamoli. He is... Uh, a freak of a back rower. If he's not the best back rower in the game, he's certainly on his way to being there over the next eight years. So he's definitely worth that sort of money. Uh, he can do every... He can run a good line. He can get the ball early. He can ball play. He's basically got every string to his bow that you mm. want in a back rower. So he's a freak. Can I he's, ask what he's like off the field? Yeah, he's a because, scary, uh, scary looking guy. Uh, some of his Instagram stories are... Our entertainment. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he's um, he's a different cat, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a because re- obviously he looks like a very scary man. Very scary the neck looking. tattoos. He's a scary yeah. looking man, but he has got one of the great senses of humour. Really? Uh, yeah, very funny man. 
but very dry humour. So uh, you know, he'll you'll do something. He'll put he'll hang shit on everyone. Uh, he's very vocal in the locker rooms, dancing, loves his music, which you wouldn't expect. But um, he's really good for team morale. And, uh, yeah, definitely not what he looks like because he's very funny. Yeah, very scary-looking man. Do you think there's any danger in these eight-year deals? Um, Joel Kane speaks about it a lot on this show. When, when you get a player who's a big physical impact-type player who, well, who basically relies on physicality, whether that be strength or speed, these long-term deals means that they've got to be at their peak physically for eight years. And, and sometimes that's just not possible. Yeah, I think um, yeah, that's a that's a good it's a good observation, good question because obviously he is a player that relies on his physicality and throughout your years, the more years you play in the game, the less you more you have to evolve. Yeah, you, know, you have to evolve. You have to become. More, you see it with a lot of back rollers where they go from being a real ball runner into a bit of a ball player. Yep. Uh, you see it with you know your Glenn Stewarts and stuff. They're True. very physical early on in their career, and then they have to rely more on their smarts and their ball playing to create for other people. But I think. Even if he does lose that physicality, whether it be through injury or age, I think Hamole's got that bow, that string to his bow where he can, yeah. you know, change the aspect of his game and they can use him in a different way, whether it be as a decoy or whether giving him early and he can play shapes off him. Yeah, I like it. Well, good signing for Manly. Uh, in other signing news, the West Tigers have lost Sean Bloor to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he was originally going to be swapped with Justin Olam. That hasn't eventuated as yet, but... I find that weird seeing that... Uh, I know Justin didn't have his best year last year, but a lot of the reports coming out saying that they've been wanting to... They've been offering him to other clubs. I find that very obscure from the Storm because he's done such a good job for the last three or four years for him. Yeah, well, it may, it, it may not necessarily be gospel because it hasn't been done yet. Mm. So the, the Storm have signed Sean Bloor for 2025. Um, they're always a bit awkward, those deals. Do you think as a player that's awkward knowing that you're leaving the next year? I don't think so because I think it's it's just the way it is. It's It's been like that from the start. I know um, Brandon Smith last year when we were at Melbourne, he signed in November for the yeah. Roosters. And he got himself in a little bit of trouble as yeah, well. That was awkward because he went on a podcast and... Uh, probably said some things about the storm and yeah. wrapped wrapped up the roosters really highly uh, which didn't go down very well at the club yeah, uh, but I mean after that's the way it is in rugby league there's a it is a so proper of a game there's a lot of yeah. drama so these things blow over pretty quick I remember the first day he came in it was very tense between you know everybody in there it was it was an awkward topic but after a week, everyone was making jokes about it and putting shit on him. So uh, okay. these things kind of right, tend then. to just boil over. Yeah. How's he doing in Sydney? Have you, do you catch up with him much? I catch up with him. I caught up with a little coffee with him just before I came on this, actually. Uh, he's going very well. He's he's uh, He found it very hard. I seen him talking on um, the radio the other day, talking about his transition from Melbourne to Sydney. Yeah. And I found it as well. Just the, the bombarding media that you receive here, uh, if your team's not going good. Especially, they were premiership favourites going into the season yeah. last year, and a lot of that was on him. He signed a big, yep. a big deal, um, and he knows he didn't play as good as he wanted to that f- the first half of the season, and he got hurt. Um, so he just was, uh, you know, he's still getting used to that Sydney media. He's not used to it down in Melbourne. You get away with whatever you want. So I think he's definitely going to be better off, and I reckon he's going to have a really good year this year. He's done a pretty good job, well, to my knowledge thus far, of staying out of the media for the wrong reasons. When he announced he was moving to Bondi, I just thought, ooh, there's potential for problems there. But 
He's kept a clean slate. He has. He's kept himself yeah. very clean, actually. Uh, su- very surprising to me as well. I thought uh, I thought I'd be seeing him on the front page a few times this yeah. year. But uh, no, nah, a lot of it's just been football related, which has been good. Uh, he's a he's a very int- he doesn't look like it, missile, and sometimes he doesn't market himself like it. <laughs> but he's he's very intelligent. Yeah, like, okay. Very book smart yeah. and holds information really well. Recalls stories from years and years ago. So. Um, He's, he's very smart between the ears. He just doesn't like to let people know it sometimes. That helps. Now, I, I just wanted to let you know about something, Cooper. Our, our listeners will be tuned into this. I was on this show last week, and Brian Fletcher said to me, it is a joke how many players are signing or being linked with the Bulldogs. They can't possibly afford any more players. It's a joke. This is, this is a Roosters man saying this. <laughs> I'd like to know what Fletch thinks. Now about a Wallabies player signing for the Roosters to go to go along with their other wingers, Daniel Tupu and Dom Young. Surely he also at the club. I mean, Fletch, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, maybe they've got some salary cap left over for, from Suwalee signing over. Uh, if they had... I don't even know if they have a salary cap. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure at all. Uh, or maybe they're all taking unders to try to win a premiership. I thought at first Fletch was taking the piss, Brooksy, when he's said how fed up he is with players going to the Bulldogs and, you know, how can they possibly afford any more players? I thought it was a piss take, but he's genuine, isn't he? It was surprising. I thought I was laughing, like laughing along with him as I do. <laughs> and it was like, oh, he's actually serious here. And he put an embargo the next episode that we can't talk about Bulldog signings really? on the show. He's that passionate about it. Oh, really? I will say on Fletcher's, the amount of announcements I have seen the last three months from the Bulldogs... They yeah. must have 40 players signed. Yeah. They're, they're signing anybody who's been let go by any club. They just signed, snatched them right up. So Yeah. Well, in the top 30 squad, I think they've got something like 29 utilities, one front rower. So it'll be interesting to see how they roll out that 17 next year. A lot of utilities at the Bulldogs. Now, um, young Connor Tracy, who's signed with them, it's talk he's going to miss the first six weeks um, of the NRL rounds. Yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing. But Connor, Do you reckon they found out that day he was signed for the Bulldogs and they just put a target on his head yeah. and just they just pumped were, him at training? Yeah, going for his knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about Connor Tracy, though. He is a heart, like he won't miss the ball missing the first six weeks. He's one of those guys that'll come. He could be he could miss the whole preseason and he'd come back fit as a fit. Oh, he's like, fit, he's yeah. just one of those guys that's naturally fit but he's got a real high work rate so he'll be working real hard those people are a bit frustrating in pre-season aren't they that yeah. are just fit to start pre-season yeah and you just look at oh they you know you do your skin folds or whatever that first day and they're at race weight and There's you just a- look at them and go do you have a life like what have you been doing yeah. in the off season harry grant was and the thing i hated about harry because he was my roommate so i'd be i was not not as fit as him so i'd always i'd try to be training and training and running to keep on top of it um but Harry wouldn't be, and he'd do maybe one run before and then win the whole yo-yo test, beat everyone. He'd get, like, 19 something and flog everyone, and then he'd be there going, look at him going, it's so weird because, like, I haven't even trained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very frustrating. Yeah. There's one of those in every team, squad, sport, always. Yeah. I feel like it'd be, like, the, it'd be the girl in the teen years that are going, it's so weird, I've, I've been eating whatever I want and I just yeah. am not putting weight on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're on the run home with James Magnuson and Cooper Johns. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch, James Magnuson and Cooper Johns today. Uh, Cooper, well, I have a business proposition for you. 
And the intro song by I don't the sounds know, of yeah. song. <laughs> how, um, I don't know how recognisable that is. <laughs> when we started playing, I didn't really... That's, that's the Shark Tank music, for those that don't know. Um, shout out Janine from Boost Juice. Um, I, have, I have a business idea for you. Okay. Now, I think, given uh, the lay of the land, uh, I think that you should live stream, behind a paywall, live stream family Christmas this year. I would pay, I would pay to see Christmas at the Johns's just 2023 edition. Okay, okay. Now, are you saying get a, getting a sponsor on board for this? Potentially, and obviously we're going to need someone on a camera, so they'll have to give up their Christmas day. Or we could we could rig up the room with GoPros and yeah, it could yeah, it could uh, be like an undercover one because obviously there's a bit that's gone on in the Johns family household. Well, a little update is it. Is the hatchet buried? Are we Are you still... talking about with Joey? Yeah, with Joey and well, Joey. Maddie. Joey doesn't come. We won't see him on Christmas. He won't come. No, he won't come. Oh, it's not. It's not that close to being resolved yet. Where he's going to come over for Christmas? Oh, you're kidding? No, nah, not yet. It hasn't. They, there hasn't been words spoken yet. So um, I don't think it's going to get solved. In the so next he two wouldn't. Weeks. He wouldn't even come and see your your grandma and grandpa for Christmas. Well, here's a shock for you. We won't even be seeing them either. <laughs> so they're not picking a side. No, nah, well, we just don't do family Christmases. It'll just be me, uh, Trish, and Matthew and my partner because Jack's heading over to London. So okay. Well, that's probably not going to do a lot of pay-per-view buys. No, nah, well, you never know. <laughs> Maybe Miss Earl and Rose can come over. And <laughs> Bump up those numbers. <laughs> Keep getting the keys in the bowl. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So Uncle Joey not coming to Christmas. Well, that wrecks that idea. That's <laughs> Janine shall not be buying that Shark Tank idea. Uh, just on your Uncle Joey, I was going for a run... Must have been about a month ago now. Yep. And ran past Clovelly Oval. And I saw Joey training with uh, a player, I think, you know, I was going past at such speed that it was hard to make out. <laughs> but I think it might have been Luke Metcalf. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. Does he do a little bit of one-on-one coaching outside of Clubland? That, that surprises me. Luke Metcalf's of the Warriors. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So it surprises me that he'd even... When, how long ago was this? A month? Oh, Maybe he, a bit more than a month. Well, Luke is a Cronulla junior, so yeah. he was probably back in the area, and he may have just got in contact and asked to do a little bit of stuff. Sometimes that happens. Would Dad, that be paid? Probably not paid, unless the Warriors got in touch and said, oh, mate, we want to send Luke over there, and then that way Joey would loves a cashew, so he probably would have... Uh, sent an invoice their way. That's what I was trying to figure out. As, as It got in my head as I was running past. Is this a paid or would this be? And then I was thinking, what would a one-on-one session with Andrew Johns cost? Well, I can tell you from experience, Miss Ol, I've done a couple of sessions with him and then 12 months later, uh, when I was thinking I'm getting a birthday letter, it's actually an invoice for about two, <laughs> for about two and a half grand. So yeah, there you go. Half an hour with him will probably cost that for your time. And he's robbed a lot of clubs of that sort of invoice money because <laughs> he's just about coached every half at every club in the last 20 years. It's a mixed success. Yeah, he has. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've had some interesting ones over the years of um, businessmen or high flyers asking me to do one-on-one um, coaching for their kids. Sometimes, like, big swingers... Uh, in the business world have asked me to come and do like a one-on-one um, coaching with their kid just for their school carnival. 
because they oh, want to win the school swimming carnival. That's a bit intense. Do it's they intense, isn't it? Paid gig, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Big bickies. You would do nothing for free. I'm not a bit, no, I'm not a freebie guy. Do you yeah. guarantee ribbons? Um, how, like, how let's easy turn those is it? greens into blues. Yeah. How easy is it to to like l- teach someone swimming? It's, you know what? The the worse they are, the better upturn I can probably get from one one session. Yeah. If they're going, if they're trying to go from maybe state finalist to state champion, then I'm going to need more than one lesson. But if they're if they're pretty bad, then I, I can get some results. But the one, the the most recent one I did, uh, the kid won. Uh, he he would have done half a dozen lessons with me, and so I was I was enjoying the uh, the fruits of my labour. It was a good pay packet, and I thought, oh, now he's won his school carnival. He'll go on to the next level, and this gig will roll out for you know the foreseeable future. And uh, the dad contacted me and said, yeah, you know, my young fella won won his school carnival. Really happy with it. Um, all done. Job done. Do you celebrate like Dean Boxall when you hear those stories? No. Like you grab a fence and start thrusting? No. <laughs> no, I was hoping the gig was going to continue. So I was be like, oh, so is he going to the next level? No, he's not really that into swimming. He just wanted to win the school carnival. Oh, what? Like, oh, sweet. That seems yeah. like an obscure thing to want to do unless you're going to kick on. Like, why would you make your dad, and I assume you're very expensive. Yeah, expensive. And he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd, uh, he'd, so I just got a phone call. And picked up, hey, uh, said, oh, I'm looking to get um, some swim lessons for my son. I said, oh, no, sorry, wrong person. Like, I don't, I don't do that. He said, oh, just so you know, like, I'm willing to, you know, willing to pay. What would it cost? And I thought at the time, I thought, I'm just going to throw out an exorbitant number cause, and just scare him off because I don't want to do it. It's not, it's, it's not, I'm not passionate about that. Yeah. But, and it can be a bit awkward, like, one-on-one and... The parents always think their kids are good swimmers and then the reality is often quite different. So it's it's a little bit awkward. So I threw out a big number and he just goes, yep, no worries. We'll book this, this and this day over the next two weeks. And then as as he said, I was like, ah, should have like, how high could I have oh. gone here? Like, what's the limit <laughs> on this thing? And then he rocks up in a Lamborghini um, with the kid to the, the first swimming lesson and I knew straight away, should have gone higher. Well, do you want to do you want to disclose that number? On mm, it's an off-air number, but um, <laughs> he, yeah, the, but that's happened a few times. So when I was, all I could think about was, well, what's Andrew John's number for? You know, how, how is, could could this same guy call Andrew John's and say, my son wants to captain the uh, the rugby team at this private school? Can we get some one-on-one? I can't imagine he'd do it. I don't think he's. Yeah. Got pa- I don't think he's got the patience for that. He's barely got the patience for NRL players. Like he, um, when when I was at Manly, he was doing it. All. He was the halves coach at Manly then, one of many, and um, he. I was in the under 16, so it was 16s, 18s, tw- 20s, and the first grade. So we had like. Who were the first grade halves at that time? Ches and Kieran Foran. So oh well, Daly, yeah. Don't really need any coaching. No, but they did. They would. <laughs> <laughs> they did it anyway. Yeah. And uh, he would. Basically, it was an hour and a half of Joey, us watching Joey, like, at this stage, his body was still sort of in nick to be able to kick and stuff. So he yeah. was, he would put torpies up 
and just have us all watch him kick torpies. <laughs> and then he'd say outlandish things like, that's why there's only eight of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to divulge anything, but now you've said it. What I saw when I was driving past was Joey running crossfield, putting grubbers in while this guy was watching him. So yeah. <laughs> it kind of checks out. It's almost like a confidence thing for Joey now. He, he compares himself and seeing the kid that he's teaching being worse than him <laughs> gives him a lot of gratification. Oh, it's good stuff. All right, we've got to get to the news. Uh, you're on the run home live from Moor Park Golf Course. Visit the Estrella Dam pop-up bar at the Moor Park Driving Range every Friday to Sunday. Welcome back to the run home, coming to you live from Moor Park. The run home with Joel and Fletcher's thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. And MFP Easy voted Queensland's best fiberglass pool builder. We are now on YouTube. Search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. All right, it's time now for the Schnitz Sports Shupdate. It's a Schnitz Schnugget Sports Schnupdate. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. All right, overnight, uh, Cooper, we had the GQ Man of the Year Awards. Uh, Nathan Cleary won one of them. I'm just going to get up for you some of the fashion. I wanted to go through some of the fashion with you. There's some pretty wacky outfits. Um, So Nathan Cleary, obviously, uh, looking dapper. Kind of a velour jacket, no tie though. No tie. I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah. Suits, suits. You know, out in Western Sydney, you don't need to get the tie on. Yeah. So he's pro- he's bringing a bit of Western Fair Sydney enough. into the uh, GQ. I don't know how they would have felt about it. Well, he was there on his own. No Mary Fowler about by his side, but she's mid-season. So a lot of lot of rumours going on about those two. All right, this bloke. Uh, his name is Kanan. Uh, not a hundred percent sure what Kanan does with himself. So Kanan has gone for our listeners, um, brown pants, baggy pants, a white jacket, and then like a cutout t-shirt, which basically looks like a bra. Thoughts on Kanan's outfit? And, oh, it, and yeah. it's, it's chain mail. I like it. Plus, plus he's got uh, a snail trail hanging out. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, you know what? I'm a fan of it. It's different. You'd wear that? I wouldn't wear it. I couldn't pull it <laughs> I couldn't pull so it off. So you think Kanan's pulling it off? I reckon Kanan is. Yeah. He's a good-looking bloke. Like, he can pull that off. Not many people could. Yeah. Well, I'm not going that. No, no way. No, no, You couldn't get pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, <laughs> I might be getting an, a bit old, but that is... He, I mean, he looks like... He looks a, like a fruity guy. He looks like a model of sorts, doesn't he? You reckon he's modelled? Oh, he'd, yeah. He'd have to be a model. Look at him. He'd have to be... His, yeah, that's a model. I mean, he's got to be a model. Well, I hope for his sake he's a model. Uh, other notable outfits. Uh, Do we have any other award? Do we know what the other awards were? Yeah, I'll, I'll get them up on on the story. So Troy Savan has gone with um, the suit with shorts, which is becoming popular these days. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? It was at the races this year. Oh, I'm not sure about that. He's got the long socks as well with some sneakers. Yeah. Sneakers, it looks like. I'm not a massive fan of that. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. It kind of looks a little bit like a dentist. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure about the white with the black. You know, yeah. he's, got the, he's got all white suit on, black long socks into a black shoes. So I'm not too sure about that. I feel like stick with one colour. I'm more of a one colour kind of suit guy, you know? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to find what who got what awards. Um, 
Nathan Cleary won, but must have been Sports Person of the Year, I'm assuming, was it Brooksy? Yep. Yes. Thumbs up. And uh, Matilda's got Team of the Year. So the Matildas get Team of the Year at the GQ Men of the Year Awards. Was it Men of They're the getting, Year Awards? Yeah, it's Men of the Year Awards. And this is, so apparently in America, the GQ Men of the Year was Kim Kardashian. Oh, really? So again, I mean, the, the lines are blurred, right? It's 2023, the lines are blurred. Um, you're a brave person to make a, a call on who, well, who or what someone is. But um, you remember Caitlyn Jenner won Female of the Year internationally as a, after her first year as a female. And I feel like now they're just trying to level the playing field. So Kim Kardashian gets Man of the Year yeah, I'm not in sure. America. I feel like they just need to rephrase it into just GQ uh, Person of the Year. Yeah, wouldn't person they, of the year. I don't know why it, it, it need, would need the man of the year title. Sorry, Miss Lowe, while you were talking, I'm just looking. We're, we're at the uh, Moore Park Golf Club. Is that Sam Walker over there putting putting balls into that? Over there to the left. Or is that just the most Sam look at Walker lookalike of all time? <laughs> I don't think... No, nah, that's not Sam Walker. We need to get a picture of that <laughs> and chuck that on the Instagram. Because if, if that bloke's not Sam Walker, I don't know who is. Um... Yeah, so just on, uh, well, the, the other thing with the GQ, it's called, GQ stands for the Gentleman's Quarterly. Oh, does it? Yeah, so when they named the Matilda just the Team of the Year, like if, if that's an Australian Team of the Year for any other awards, I say, yeah, absolutely, but the, the Man of the Year awards confuses me. Um, I've got them here. GQ right. Man of the Year, Troy right. Sivan. Yep, Women of he, he was the Man of the Year. He's the Man of the Year. What's a Troy Sivan song? Can you hum one for us? I, don't, I have no do, idea. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, women of Film, Riley Keough and Gina Gamel. International Sensation, Noah Beck. Social Force, Robert Irwin. Oh, What's Noah on. Beck do if... He's a... I uh, know the name. He's a TikTok... Uh, uh, kind of the TikTok influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we've got Breakthrough Musician of the Year, Eddie Benjamin. We've got Team of the Year, Matildas. Adam, uh, Aussie icon, Adam Briggs. Is that Briggs, the rapper? Yep. Uh, we've got Sportsman of the Year, Nathan Cleary. Model of the Year, Beautiful. James Parr. Creative Force, Dion Lee. Artist of the Year, Otis Hope Carey. Actor of the Year, Zoe Tarakis. Breakthrough Actor of the Year, Sam Reckner. Solo Artist of the Year, Dom Dollar. Breakthrough Sportsman of the Year, Now they're Reece just Walsh. making up... They've made up... Oh, it was Reese Walsh. Breakthrough Sportsman of the Year. Oh, that's a good one. Could, I just want to read out. Pedro the Rooster sent through a text just to confirm I'm a bloke and have won jack shit. Uh, shout out to Pedro. Who, <laughs> he's probably the only person that didn't get an award at the GQ Awards yeah. last night. Some of those awards oh. sound made up, Brooksy. Did yeah. you just... No. How many it. awards are there? You've just 15. read out a dozen. 15 awards. See, I think there should be... I reckon I could... What do you reckon? I could get that down to probably four. Yeah, I feel... Man like... of the Year, which is the big gong. Yeah. Sportsman, actor... Singer, the yeah. artist of the year could be a few of them that put could, together. Yeah, it could be like the actor, the model. Yeah, that could be all those. Model of the year. One. Who yeah. was the model of the year? It was James Parr. Oh yeah, he's good. good well looking above guy, James. Is he? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Noah Beck? He's got that look. Uh, Noah Beck international. was yes, international, international sensation. sensation. Uh, that's made up. Is there any other sportsmen that could have beat Nathan Cleary? You reckon? Is he is he head head and tails above everyone else? Oh, good question. Any other sports that could have potentially taken it? Because that, that's very rugby league's focus with yeah. Reese Walsh and Nathan Cleary. It is. It is. I mean, who are the standouts in the AFL this year? So, um, Collingwood won. So, like a Nick Dacos? Yeah. Could have been a Nick, yes. Ta- Dacos? Been a Nick Dacos. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised um, that he hasn't won three straight though. That's true. Uh, true. Cleary was a standout. Yeah, Cleary was. Is there any individual sports that have been? Well, not really. No, not particularly. Cameron Smith, golf. Josh Giddy. Josh. Yeah, <laughs> probably leave that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> the Ashes was good. <laughs> yeah, it could have been Glenn Maxwell. Maxi, he was what a great innings. Could have been, could it like realistically, could have been Pat Cummins just off captaincy. Yeah. Have you, you actually? Sorry, the team of the year, the Australian team retains the Ashes, wins the uh, ODI the, World the, Cup, the ODI World Cup, and, and the, the Test, Test Championship. Championship. Did yeah. you guys see that um, Pat Cummins come out with his own alcohol yesterday? Started his own one. Really? He just said he started his own cider business. Cider? Yeah. Ask me what he called it. <laughs> what did he call it? Cummins Cider. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Welcome back to The Run Home. You're listening through SEN. We're down here at Moore Park. Uh, that last segment got a little dicey there, but lucky the break saved us, I reckon. The text line has absolutely lit up, Cooper, um, <laughs> with the Pat Cummins. Um, you brand of alcohol, a little bit of sport. This is what we do. We we get a little bit loose, but we we bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Back to sport. <laughs> back to EPL. Here we go. Back to EPL. Uh, Man United have defeated Chelsea two-one at Old Trafford. Aston Villa one defeat Man City nil at Villa Park. City are now without a win in four games. They were the Premier League champions last so year. So they've won five of the last six titles since Pep Guardiola got there. Um, this are you is... death riding them? Of course you are. Yeah. You know, it's the same as the Panthers now. No one wants to see them do four straight. Do you have an EPL team, Cooper? I'm Man United. Man United. Yeah. Well, you should so be. That's like a band. That's like a bandwagon. When you're yeah. a kid, they were good. Well, I only jumped on them like last year. They played at really? uh, at the MCG last year against. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I managed to have a hot spa with Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez. Right. Uh, just that I was in there doing recovery, and they walked in with their two security guards. Oh. And don't worry, the security guards barely let me within two feet of him. Really? They would not let me near him, yeah. But um, I was speaking broken English to both of them because Fernandez is Portuguese. Ah. Yeah. Um, do you think the EPL players get ringworm? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or, it sounded like ringworm. Nah, when they, they're that rich, do you think they just... Do you know what's funny about the soccer players? So this is probably why we get ringworm and they don't. So when we go into this ice bath shower section, because we share it with everyone, they wear um, thongs and, and slides. Yeah. So they protect themselves from germs, whereas we go in there barefoot and we're all getting tinea and ringworm. And ah, stuff. is tinea still around? It's still uh, kicking? Yeah, it's still around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, as a kid, mum used to say to me, when I was going to shower in a public you know, bathroom or whatever at the pool, make sure you wear thongs. Yeah. But then I actually, I couldn't tell you what Tinia looks like either. I thought that was a bit of a myth because as soon as I left home and then I moved to Sydney to swim, we never wore thongs to ice baths, saunas, showers, nothing. Yeah, well, Tinia looks like it's all like dead skin. It starts eating away all the skin under your, in between your toes and stuff. So it's just all flaky and like dead in there. Gaz got, Gary and Gail Johns used to uh, own a caravan up at Fingal Bay. Shout out to Gaz and Gail if they listen. Good part of the world. A great part. Shout out to Gary. Uh, probably having a schooner up there now. But he uh, used to, they had a like communal shower block and toilet yeah. block. Yeah. So you'd take your toilet roll and everything up there. And Gaz would always, from a young age, would go out there in these thongs and he'd go in there and taught us about the uh, wonderful world of Tinia. And I didn't believe it until I went to Melbourne and then for a brief stint I had Tinia from it. Yeah, okay. From Fingal Bay. 
Not from Fingal Bay, from, ah. from not showering in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Uh, Fulham 5 defeated Nottingham Forest <laughs> nil. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Brighton 2 defeated Brentford 1. Uh, Maestro, can you give us a quick wrap? What's the lay of the land at the moment? Tottenham's obviously still there or about, but coming back to the pack a little bit. Massive game for them tomorrow morning against West Ham. This is the first game they've been favourites in probably for about three weeks. You could probably put the one at the start of that run. I can't remember off the top of my head who they were playing, but they've had tough outings the last couple against Aston Villa and Manchester City. So West Ham at home is a game they're expected to win. Ange needs to... He got some of that momentum back, getting a three-all draw on the weekend with City. Um, but needs the three points against West Ham. Still has a lot of injuries. Um, the wheels have come off a little bit, but the thing about Ange, he, he's seen it all before. There, yeah. There's nothing rattling him about being in England or you know the size of the job or anything like that. And the fact he got the fans on side at the start has just helped his case immensely. The fact that they're still backing him even after a run of four games without a win tells you everything you need to know. The style of football they're playing has been entertaining um, even when they're not winning games. And, you know, that softens the blow a little bit. Eventually, they'll catch yeah. up with you. But when you yeah. do have a run of three or four weeks where things aren't going to plan, you, you have got that to fall back on. Whereas perhaps their last two managers, Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte, two big names in, in world football. Less personable. E- well, they haven't exactly <laughs> had that to fall back on as yeah. well as Ange's personality, so, which a lot of the media have loved. Uh, what is a successful season now for Tottenham? They started so well that everyone started believing maybe they could win it. But realistically, that's probably um, a bridge too far. What, what's a good season for Ange now? Is it qualifying for the Champions Spot League? On. Or, Spot yeah. on. That should be the aim. Uh, I'd so be very four. surprised if privately that wasn't the goal he set um, before the season. Because Would the fans squad turn the, on him if he didn't make the top four? No, I don't think so. Unless they went on a, a really bad run and finished outside of the top seven or eight and yeah. suddenly you're starting to lose a lot of games on the trot, then, then there might be a turn against him. But if he gets support in January when the transfer window opens as well, He'll stock up with a couple of players that'll just add to that depth a little bit, and they'll be they'll be away. I I, I think they're a great shout to finish in the top four. Have they got that sweet sweet Harry Kane money up their sleeve? Exactly, they yeah, exactly. They've got that as well. And Daniel Levy, who's their chairman, is known as a he's rather frugal with his money, but I think having seen what Ange has done, he'll be he'll be keen to back him in the transfer window because Kane's transfer was so late that they didn't get to spend any of it really uh, before the start of the season. So when does when can they spend it? January 1. That's the opening Ooh. of the transfer window. So he's got a couple of weeks need? left. They need probably an out-and-out number nine. Son heung mins done a good job up there. Um, he needs a couple of midfielders and a couple of centre-backs would be would be nice. So there's a shopping list there. It's a whole goal team. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the rugby league spine. It really is. It's the spine of the team. Can I can I give my own update? Yeah. Uh, this is one that I'm following, Cooper. I don't know if you've watched this. Wrexham FC are sitting second in Football League 2. Mm. So how many teams go up from there, Maestro? Uh, so top two will go up, and then the third, from third down to sixth, play in the playoffs, which they've qualified through. Uh, they actually got beaten in the National League playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah. But they'll, they'll be confident, I think, that they can finish top two. Love that. All right, you're on the run home with Cooper Johns and James Magnuson. You're on the run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai Kona 2023 SUV sale is on now. Uh, all talk with Hello Sport returns with new episodes in December. Guests include Merv Hughes, Brett Lee, and Tim Payne. All talk with Hello Sports Fridays from 6 p.m. right here on SEN 1170 AM.
bit more to come in the final hour, Cooper. Uh, do you like your soccer? Mate, love my soccer. Beautiful. We've got Ryan Grant from Sydney FC. Do you like your tennis? Mate, love my tennis. Well, funny you say that because I've got uh, Wally Masur lined up. He's going to talk to us about uh, all things tennis. The Australian Open just around the corner. I want to ask you about Nick Kyrgios. I'm a big Kyrgios man. Where is he? What's yeah. he been doing? I don't know what he's doing. I'm curious about Kyrgios.